Welcome back to another episode of Direct Response Secrets. I'm your host, Zachary J. Radford, and today I have an absolute gem for you. Uh, I'm bringing you a guest who not only is one of the best podcast hosts I personally know, he's also a genuine, amazing human being, but more importantly, he is a video marketing savant. This man understands short-form content, building things that drive engagement, grow sales, and build real businesses. I have the one, the only, Vern Foster on the pod, and uh, in this episode, we go deep. We provide a tremendous amount of value. We're having fun. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about sales. We're talking about video. Let's go. It's going to be interesting. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to the episode. We have Vern Foster with us today. Welcome, Vern. What's up, man? How you doing, Zachary? Hey, I'm doing very, very well. So I want to put a little context to this. Uh, we essentially met, was it three weeks ago? And yep. you were interviewing me and I was interviewing you. It's funny how this world works. We end up like connecting. Now I got you on my show. I'm super excited to have you. Yeah. Uh, this gentleman, not only is he a podcast host, and I saw it firsthand. He was like, like a Hollywood script, like just <laughs> ripping it out there like a boss. And I'm like, whoa, uh, something that I can strive for and look for. I knew I had to have him on the show. I wanted to ask, I got so many questions for you today, Vern. I want to talk to sure. you about your podcast skills and, and what that yeah. looks like. I want to talk about your video stuff and all that's going on. Welcome, man. I appreciate you. You got it, man. Excited to dive in. Yeah. All right, man. Let's do it. So and and things have changed. So you're no longer yeah. at online business owner, which yep. is, man, you you were good at that, man. Are you yeah. are you going to create your own podcast now, or what does that look? Yeah, like? that's uh that's the goal. Actually, I've I was fumbling around with YouTube for a little bit earlier this year. I got up to like 500 subscribers. I think I have like a probably like 50 or so videos. Um, so I'm definitely I'm going to do like video, and then I'm going to strip out the audio and do a podcast version of that. So. I'll definitely awesome. be doing too. And like OBO, like great experience, great team working with them. Um, yeah. You know, like with all things, right. Things change, right. In our industry. And there's always, you know, Daily. doors closing <laughs> and doors <laughs> and doors opening. But, you know, yeah. one of the, one of the uh, things that I love about this medium and if someone has an interview show, it's, it's like, you get to, you get to meet people like you, right. Zach, are you one of the, you know, top direct response copywriters, you, you ah, have this phenomenal book, you know, like, yeah. so like, had I not done that podcast, like I, I wouldn't be here right now and I wouldn't have been able to start to build, you know, a relationship with you. So I, I think like, while there is, you know, like, while you know, you're just like, man, I, it was a, it was a good run. <laughs> you want to keep it going. It's, you know, I still have all those relationships, right. That I built. And those will go with you for the rest <laughs> of your life. It's not like, Hey, now, you know, somebody, and then you don't, regardless mm -hmm. of what, it's the same thing when I was doing the uh, the newsletters. I met so many people, advertisers, and uh, just people reading the content. It was the exact same thing with me. And that really fired me up about writing my book and getting everything rolling. So I can relate with that. Absolutely insane. Um, so 
you've met a lot of people on your podcast. What is there one like pivotal moment or something that you recall from the podcast a guest uh, other than myself? You can brag about me if you want, but <laughs> that was like, whoa, this guy knows his stuff or this gal knows her stuff. And it was kind of like a, an aha moment for you. Um, I, there's so many, right. Uh, there's so many, but I, I think, um, if I'm reflecting back, there was, um, there's this one gentleman who he does is, is, um, he does uh virtual summits and, um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he said, no Hey, like you on the spot. he said, Hey, like <laughs> instead of doing, uh, because I come, like I've been in the podcast game for close to a decade now. And, um, you know, like I've been doing tons of interviews and he goes, instead of um, doing a podcast, why don't you find the top people in the world at what they do? And instead of buying their course, interview them on the summit. And then you have the summit that you can package up and resell. Um, you you have that relationship, right? Uh, you have all of the leads that were generated from the summit. And yeah. then you can continually do that like once a quarter. And I was like, holy shit like that's just <laughs> insane so, i've never thought about that so i could take this skill that i have and then turn yeah. into a lead generation machine yep. and make all the biggest relationships in the industry uh, that's awesome man i think yeah. that um i've never done a, a summit i would love to be involved with one but i just think there's so much leverage in an offering like that yeah have you ever done one or been a part of one yeah. So actually that was part of what we did with OBO. Like I was the in-house talent for the podcast and then I was the host for the virtual summit. So oh, we did, a, we actually oh, did a virtual I think summit. I saw that, man. Yeah. I we had like, awesome. it was something crazy. Cause Scott, like always, he's this huge, big ideas and like, he never does anything small. So we had like, I think like 50 plus speakers and like experts across everything from sales funnels to copywriting to like team and, and, so, and growth. Yeah. the industry basically yeah. Yeah. and scott knows everybody yeah. <laughs> in the business yeah. he's always reaching out he surprises me on how often he'll just like oh i talked to the founder of this company or oh i was i was doing this i was doing that yeah. i was like man i need to reach out to people more often yeah. like this guy he's talking to everybody oh. you know one of one of the things um i just thought about this one of the things that i've learned from working closely with scott is that um he'll he'll pay people like a lot of money for like an hour of their time right because that's like the unlock or the cheat code. Right. And he's like, yeah. Hey, like, um, what if I just paid you? Like when this is like, when he was like learning about newsletters, he went to like Sam Parr and he like paid Sam Parr a bunch of money and got on like the call with Sam Parr. And it's just like, like if you, if there is ever a hack, I don't know that there's like a hack yeah. to most things, but if there's ever a hack, it's like, that's like the condensed version of doing like a summit, right. And like picking someone's brain. Taking your resources and then taking their entire experience and condensing it down into an hour session, like, or two, two hour sessions or whatever that is genius, man. It, and it's not, it's not complicated, you know, but it's just very smart. And I think if you're going to go out and you're going to do anything, why not learn from somebody who's already done that before? There's so many times I see entrepreneurs and I meet to a lot of entrepreneurs and I think that if they just hit the ground running and like they got the can do attitude and it's like, I fail all the time. And I probably could have saved myself a whole lot of pain if I would have talked yeah. to some of the right people. Scott being one of those people, uh, we're talking about uh, Scott Olford, by the way, and uh, he was my early mentor and he helped me grow uh, profitable ads. I paid him for me at the time. It was a God awful amount of money, $5,000. I was like, 
this is like two of my rents. I can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. He's like, and he, I didn't even get on a call with him. He just sent me a text and he's like, dude, do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I invested and took him on as a mentor. He taught me so much about, uh, uh, the unique mechanism and, and, and like all these different things. I had no idea. And I, it, my, my story burn, like I, with direct response, I knew it from an early age. I just could never articulate what it actually was. Like I've seen it in action and in infomercials and all these different things. And it took me like 20 years to really hone in and try to understand what, what some of these things were. So, and Scott's an absolute master at that, man. Uh, so you've met with a ton of business owners, literally online business owners specifically. Is there any type of like uh, common theme that you see among online business owners, like from a success side or maybe a failure side that that you're or maybe it's a personality thing um, or mindset? I, I think one of the things that comes to mind is, that, I mean, everybody's different, right? Everybody has like their... Um, everybody has their own like different offers and like what they're doing. Like some of them are doing coaching. Some of them are doing consulting. Some of them have big lists, small lists. <clears throat> but one of the things that I I feel like I, I've seen, that's like probably like a common denominator, probably a couple of things. The first thing is that like, they're really, they're really clear on like what they're good at and what they suck at. And they, they don't try to okay. do the things that they suck at. Like they pay money, they pay money and maybe it's through pain that they had to learn that way. But it's like, in, in my experience, like they're, they're totally like, um, they're totally like super like focused on like what they're really like their superpower is. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the other piece of that is that they all have like a, they all had a, a you know, all these, you know, inter entrepreneurs that I interviewed on the podcast, they all had like their form of like, you can kind of call it their, uh, their unique, their unique like service or offer their unique mm -hmm. offering, right? Like, like core offering methodology, methodology. Oh, methodology. okay. Yeah. Methodology. That's the unique yeah. mechanism. That's just like okay. another way of saying that. Yeah. That's so, cool. so the mechanism. And then I, I think the third thing just like, they just never quit, right? They they were just at some point they were like, one guy was like, yeah, when I was before I had this multi million dollar health business, I was driving Uber and like you know delivering food right on the yeah, side man. as a side hustle, and no one knew that I was like like this top like health and you know coach, but yeah. like that's just what I did. No, there's another guy who, um, he 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 built uh, I think he, he I think it's like a a multi-million dollar like um content like he, he has like multiple youtubes um yeah. and 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 um spanish language like spanish language channel and he built that to like to be a multi-million dollar media company um i think yeah. it's like 10 like a 10 million dollar media company or something like that um and so he like just fumbled his way through it right he, he didn't he's like yeah like i was freaking eating tacos like traveling through mexico and i was trying to like record <laughs> these videos and then yeah, I, I got serious about my YouTube channel and then started, you know, showing people how to learn Spanish. And yeah, it just it just kind of took on a life of its own. And I and I think like too like that's a lot of times like we see people and we're like, oh, they're like they, they like we're like, oh, they have to be they must be like super smart or like really like there's something different about them that I don't yes. have. And 
there was no one that I interviewed where I was like, oh, like I can't figure out what they're doing. Right. Like, so yeah. it's, I try not to put people on pedestal. Like we do this as a society. I know you're in Canada. I'm sure you guys do it too. Like oh, athletes, definitely. Definitely. artists, rappers, you know, like we kind of put them on pedestal. Yeah. yeah. Billionaires. And they're like, godlike, And it's like, well, yeah. you don't know what, like, you know, most of the time there's something going on behind the scenes that you can't see Yeah, that, um, like they may have had leverage, right? Like we've had, we were talking in this conversation before you said one of the things early on that you didn't realize was missing in your business is leverage. So like, yes, sir. you don't know what kind of leverage they have that could be cash flow. Like they could have maybe sold yep. a house and that gave them runway to build their business. Yep. They could have had a, you know, a uncle who was a multi-million dollar business owner who like yep. mentored them early on in the game. Yep. Maybe they got started selling ice cream when they were like six years old. Yeah. Some people came from like the street life and they're dope dealers and like they understand that game yep. and they applied it to content. And so you you yeah. just never know, right? So, yeah. And there's like, it could just been a luck chance being in the yeah. right spot luck. at the right time. Right time. Happened. Uh, oh, what's his name? I think it's Chris Pratt tells a story of, uh, he's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he tells a story of like how he became famous. Did you ever hear the story? No. So he's working like he's pretty much homeless living in a van in Hawaii working at Pizza Hut. And he's just being himself like over, you know, exaggerating and like trying to, and being funny and delivering uh, the pizza to this, this one lady who happened to be a talent scout. And she's like, hey, I, I want you to be in this movie. Come fly here. And he's like, I don't know how to do that. And she's like, don't worry, we'll pay for you to get here. And then he's like, good because i can't afford to get on a plane right now and then the rest is history yeah somebody saw something in him and, and so I, I think about this do you see this in your journey it's like you never know who's watching never you, you yeah. never know like the, the like i can't even describe how crazy it can, like if you were like zach you're going to be doing this even five years ago even three years ago I'd have been like, get out of here, man. <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but I just remember like how I really connected and started working with Scott is that I just gave her like every, I'm like, okay, regardless about money, regardless about anything, I'm going to produce amazing written content every single day. I don't care if it's yeah. one piece, two piece, I don't care. And then I read the, I was reading it this morning down at the beach. I read it like once a quarter, that Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Have That's you ever a read great that? fucking book, man. It's amazing, dude. Like yeah. my mind, every time I pick it up, I just feel, I feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I start reading it once a quarter. It's very small and you get it at Amazon. It, it, it's phenomenal. And um, there's basically a point in his life and his career where he's like, I need to turn pro. And yeah. I had that moment. I was literally... And because some, for me, I didn't have a whole lot of leverage. I had like, I was, I was leveraged to the hill. We bought all these things because I thought that's what success was. My sure. business, I didn't like it. I had all these problems in my life. And I remember I went down to the the beach one day, the first time that I, I read that. And I was listening to the, uh, the audio book actually the first time. And it just hit me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn pro. I'm going to do this. And then I also heard uh, Joe Rogan mention it in a podcast. He's like, dude, I turned pro. And, and so that's what I did. I went home every single day and I would have a two hour period where I did nothing but write. Some days I would just stare at the screen. This was before AI too, right? So I'm like, 
you know, you're coming up with your own ideas. You're trying to get content. You're trying to, it, now we have it made with AI, man. We'll talk about yeah. that too. It's this beauty, we do. but uh, taking that and, and trying to come up with something great and nobody was liking it for months. Like I'd have like two, <laughs> my mom, <laughs> my sister, grandma, grandma she's, all, she's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something. And it's, it's hilarious. Keep going, baby. Keep, Keep going. going. Yeah, exactly. You've got this. You've got this. And uh, that's what I did. I just kept going. And I was talking about this before we started recording. I think I was just too silly to stop. Like I was so determined. And that, mm-hmm. that's basically what you were saying is that uh, people have that leverage, but they also just do not give up. Like they don't. Yeah. you only lose if you quit, mm-hmm. right? Because you always have that next time, man, that next time. All right. So uh, online business owner is is now no longer for you. What is going to be your next podcast? What is the vision? Paint that for us. Yeah. So we can so, follow along, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So one of the epiphanies I had, because I mean, I've been doing podcasting. I uploaded my first video on YouTube in like 2010. Um, I've been podcasting since like what, 2013 in some Let's form or fashion. Go. Um, yeah. So one of the, one of the epiphanies that I had, cause we were talking about epiphanies earlier, one of the epiphanies that I had part of what we were trying to do with that brand is, um, um, basically bring in experts, interview them, and then take the content that we have and kind of like repurpose it for them. Right. And I, I know that like a lot of business owners, whether they're B2B, B2C, right. Yeah. Whatever, like, we understand the value of content. It's just like, it's like not top of mind because we're focused on sales. We're focused on team. We're focused on ads. We're focused on copywriting. Right. So content usually um, becomes like a secondary, you know, focus. And so one of the beautiful things about what we're doing is that we're able to capture and, you know, me specifically, I was interviewing people on the podcast and there were some times when we had some bandwidth where we would take that video and chop it up into like little like clips or like gems. I call them gems and people call yeah. them clips. And yeah. then those clips What'd would you get call posted. Them? Sorry, gems? Gems. Gems. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like dropping gems, dropping nuggets. Oh, jewels, gems. Yeah. I call them nuggets. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah every, every, I, call, I call them gems because I'm a hip hop kid. I grew up listening yeah. to like old school hip hop. So like, to me, it's like we always say, "Oh, they're dropping a jewel, they're dropping a gem." So that's the reference. Yeah, I love it. But um, so as we're doing that, I go, "Oh my gosh!" Like, you know, as like things were kind of like scaling back, and I realized that I'd be moving on from this project. I was like, "Okay, like, what am I gonna do now?" Because I got to do something. I got to feed, you know, my yeah. wife, and you know, I got to pay rent and you know, mortgage and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Real. <laughs> so I go, "Oh shit!" Like, what if I you know, got on Zoom once a month with business owners mm-hmm. and asked them a series of questions that we basically scripted out and things like that mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. looking at, you know, their competition or their FAQ on their website or going through some of their training. Yeah. And then they, they, you know, they sat there, answered the questions. And then I removed myself from the scenario. I basically sent it to our, to our editor they chopped it up into short form content and then we either gave it back to them or we took it and ran with it and posted it on their social channels. And then it was just like, boom, like that's, 
Yeah. It's so smart because you're giving them leverage essentially. And that's what they're lacking. They, yep. We all want to do all of these things. And we were talking before recording. I'm the same way, man. I'm like, I want to be on TikTok. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't got anything going on Pinterest yet. Like, you know what right. I mean? I'm like, I'm looking at them. I'm collecting them all like Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, this is it. Well, my customers could be there. Uh, and then I end up just simplifying, but you're providing a, a very valid solution to that problem. Mm-hmm. First off, coming up with the content, uh, I, like the, the close talkers, or you got like, they're holding up the phone and they're just like selfie video, breathe. Yeah. The selfie video, but they're breathing into the phone and you can't <laughs> hear it and they're all shaking and, and you can make good content on your phone. I'm not saying that, yeah. but I mean, like yeah. just some people should not be making content. And yeah. I think we generalize as business owners, everybody should know their numbers. Everybody should be making content. Everybody should be running ads. Everybody should be on Facebook. Everybody should. No, no. Everybody mm-hmm. should not be doing these things or there wouldn't be any other businesses to support that. Who yeah. is your target market? Who who are you serving? And what does that look like for you? Who's the perfect person that you could hit this out of the park for? Yeah, I think marketers, some marketers, I think most marketers are savvy enough where they could figure this out or... Mm-hmm they could hire somebody and do it. And they're like, marketers are usually more price conscious than like, you know, bigger companies that are like in finance or tax planning or consultants, right. That are working Mm -hmm. like more B2B. Um, I know we're, we're helping, you know, we're, we're generally have like biz op offers or, but like, I can kind of don't really consider that like the traditional B and B, B2B, B2B, like more like accounting, attorney, tax, things like that. Yeah, SaaS. Uh, big, larger companies. Yeah, then. bigger, larger companies, like mm-hmm. at least one to like, I'd say <clears throat> like probably 25 to 50 employees. Yeah. Um, A couple million dollars in revenue. Yep. They um are usually in the services-based um, industry. Yep. Um, And it's something that like is, you know, very solid. It'll be around, you know, in a, pand- in a pandemic or you know, in a, in a downturn, in a recession, you yeah. won't, won't have to worry too much. Oh. And I was also think these people just, they're not really savvy as sad. They're starting to become more savvier, but traditionally they haven't been as savvy with technology. You're as being like market, way too market. nice. They absolutely are trash <laughs> content. <laughs> I'll be the first one to say, like, have you seen any corporate content? They're like, this is Jim. Jim's done this thing. Yeah. The end. Pretty bad. <laughs> like, you're pretty like, bad. What? And it's in like a GIF format. It's not even like video. It's all, yeah, I think you're being way too kind. There, there's a lot. I, I had an idea just popped into my head. This is what happens to me. I'll hear people talking and I'm like, mm-hmm. you should charge a boatload to fly out and do this at somebody's location once a quarter, once a, like, dude, they would just be throwing money at you because they have the huge budgets. They're paying yeah. people in-house. And a lot of it's like just TikTok trends or a life in a day of this person, like they have one person running like, uh, you know, it could be a hundred million dollar company, all of their content. It's, it's not enough. They need something more. And I think what you're talking about would provide that. Um, so what I like about what you're talking about is that you're not going after a specific industry, which leaves you nice and wide. You're kind of looking for the business type and you kind of mm-hmm. have that down. What is their goals and aspirations? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Are they trying to get more sales, more business? What does that look like? Yeah, what you've seen? yeah definitely like um, thought leadership, right? Because, um, yeah. you know, like with the way the internet is now and, you know, like places like LinkedIn, right? It's like, if you're not putting out, like most most businesses are have some 
con some level of like content from an educational standpoint. Right. And so yeah. we know that we do business with people that we know, like, and we trust. And yes, while brands like Coke and Pepsi and Apple are great, right? Like who do we think of when we think of those brands? We think of Tim Cook, right? We think of Steve Jobs. We think of uh, mm -hmm. Tesla, you know, um, Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. Like the brand's cool, but like the, the person has become more of like the forefront than the brand, right? So have you um, been on was... Twitter lately <laughs> or X now it's called X, X now. I just called the Elon show. I literally, I log on. I'm yeah. like, Oh, Elon's eating that for dinner. Cool. Oh, Elon's on a rock. Yeah. Oh, Elon. <laughs> totally just made it his own thing. Um, he did, but yeah. it's that personal brand. Sorry, yeah. sorry if I messed you up, man, but like, it's, I know what you're saying. It's that people want to be connected with that human element. Yeah. You want to be connected with the human, human element, the personal brand, right. Which is yep. the, it's the vehicle for the no like trust factor. And then obviously yep. conversations, right? Conversations lead to sales and sales lead to, you know, more profit and happy people. And you can, you know, yep. make payroll. So I would say that those are the primary things that we're like focused on. Okay. So let's kind of pull it back just a little bit. Let's say we're talking to somebody who is a solo entrepreneur. Maybe they got a small team. They're like, Vern, that sounds awesome. I want to have all of these things happen for me. Is there any advice that we could give to that marketer that would help them get to that goal faster? If you had to start from scratch, what would that look like? Yeah, I would definitely like, whether it's me or somebody else, like I, I think one of the one of the opportunities is to have somebody just interview you, right? It's whether that's um, somebody on your team or you uh, have a third party that just comes in and ask you specific questions about your business, because yeah, it's, it's really hard to, um, you know, like if, especially if you're doing video, a lot of people want to have insecurities about being on video and that's just the truth. Yep. Um, and we're, we're, we don't do any deep work or that's for somebody else to do, right? A therapist. But so yep. there, there's already that working against you. But then when you're trying to formulate a thought while you're looking at a camera, um, it can be very distracting and hard to you stay 100%. on track. 100%. It's easy to lose focus even, and forget even what you're me, talking about. Even when we were starting this interview, I was like, oh, I dropped the ball. Like it, it yeah. happens. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because you just like, you get the blank stare. I remember when I first started, you would just like stare at the camera be like, okay, okay. And then whatever you would say would be like, da -da 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 -da, like it would be absolutely terrible. But <laughs> I, I think you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. 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 You got to start. And I, I think that's an easy entry point. And the other thing is like, most of us don't know, like the other pieces, like most business owners, like they're like, I don't know what to talk about. The two biggest objections that I get is I don't have the time and yeah. I don't know what to talk about. Right. There was actually a survey did by, I think it's wise owl or it's a, a social media company. They did this study and those were the two biggest things that like came up. And those are the two biggest objections. I always hear. I don't have a lot of time and right. I don't know what to say. Right. So like, if you don't have a lot of time, We'll figure out how you can time block on your calendar because yeah, uh, you figure out if, do you have 30 minutes once a month or an hour once a month yeah. to record content? Most business yeah. owners do. If you don't, then you're probably lying. And then the other thing is like the, the content, right? So what do you say in the video, right? Like yeah. that's a, the other thing. And I think a good place to start with this, like every business owner, especially solo founders, it's likely that you're doing the selling or you're involved still in the sales process. Yeah. What are the common objections or the common questions that like people keep asking you that you 
you keep hearing. That's your content. That's where you start, right? You don't have to be creative and think outside the box. Like start there, have someone ask you those questions and just respond to those questions. Yeah. Love it, man. Absolutely love it. I think there's, you could have years of content if you kind of went down that path. One thing that I've learned recently as well is because we're in a bubble normally within our industry, we think that everybody knows what we know. So what we assume is the standard is definitely not. So a lot of my greatest content lately has just been things that I remember from early in my career. So I have this list of, I call it business assumptions of like just things I assume that everybody knows. And the list is massive. And I take that out and I, I put that out into the world and people are like, oh, this is amazing. I didn't know this. And I was like, (laughs) I just thought everybody knew this. And some of them are so basic from like, instead of using the word contract in sales, I use the word agreement. Like that's a small thing, Mm -hmm. but it makes a huge difference at the end of the day. I've literally tested it out. I'm like, let me get your contract. Like the closing is 50% higher. Nobody wants to sign a contract, but they want to be in an agreement with you. It's like these small Uh little nuances that you learn from being in business. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're just like, everybody knows this. The answer is no. So I think I just wanted to add that on there. I thought that that's absolutely great. So let's, let's look back at at the beginning of your career and kind of how you got into this a Mm -hmm. little bit. Cause we we didn't really touch on that. We kind of just like went right in for the, for the, for the kill, man. We were right at it. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your early journey and then we'll wrap up with some rapid fire and uh, we'll call it a day, my friend. Awesome. Um, So how far back do you want to go? (laughs) <laughs> well so were you an overnight success like the rest of us what what i'm trying- I, I still don't i still don't believe i'm successful interesting <laughs> oh enough. man yeah. talk about some deep work that needs to be done man yeah like, i know yeah. no <laughs> you're but not I alone think, i'm the same i'm yeah, the exact I, same i wrote a post the other day and i was like or this morning i was like comfort is the enemy like yeah. i hope that i never get to a place in my life where i feel like i know it all or that i've achieved everything that i wanted because yeah. then why am I still here? You know, if I'm in a box, cool. <laughs> but um, <Peace>. yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and so, um, no, I, I wasn't an overnight success. Still don't believe I am. And I'm a student of the game. I'm a student of you. I mean, I was listening to your podcasts, you know, when I was driving to get my haircut this morning, right. Oh, I'm trying to get it, the call to actions, understanding, split testing and right like those are things that i don't think about as a marketer that i should right i'm primarily living my own in my bubble right it's like so it's 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 imperative that i continue to have this mindset of like i want to learn i want to get better i started my first business at 19 um you know i was i was a dj i came from that world i said hey i'm going to start this entertainment company um a a good friend of mine at that time, he wasn't, after he said this, he said, what makes you think that you can do that? And I said, Oh, I said, um, because I can, and let me show you. And, um, I handed him my business card and I don't, I don't think we've talked since then. Right. But, but man, it's the adversity. yeah, Yeah. And I, and I say that to say, like, it's like that, you know, like there's going to be haters, there's going to be adversity, setbacks, obstacles. That's just part of the journey. Right. But you have to stay the course, right. Going back to the top of the interview, what we said earlier, like the most successful people that I've known 
that are entrepreneurs, like they just don't quit. You can pivot, you can change, yeah. right? Of course, I've gone on to do multiple things since then. Yeah. I yeah. had a really fun run DJing. Then I got into throwing parties and then I realized, okay, like this isn't sustainable, but I love being a hype man and crowd surfing in the audience. How can yeah. I take that energy and that skill set and transfer it into something that's more sustainable, which birth podcasting in 2013 2014 i started um a podcast agency called pod parrot because i said oh my gosh i'm doing all this editing this really sucks this is a pain point for somebody and then since then i've just continued to evolve and pivot and grow i love that sitting back just listening to your story and i know you condensed a lot in there there's a lot more uh there but just meeting you a couple of times, you identify a pain point and then you build on that and that becomes your next business. A lot of people are like, I'm going to do this thing and then try to go out there and sell it. And then, you know, my favorite quote by Mike Tyson, it's like, everybody's got a plan until they get a right hook, right? Like (laughs) you go out there to the marketplace and you tell all your friends. And at first they're right. Here's that's the shitty thing is that they're so right. They're like, you're going to fail. It's not going to work. It's not. And you're like, I'll show you. And you go out and like, (laughs) you're like, maybe they were right. And then there's a select crazy few you know, that are just like, I'm going to do this anyways. I'm just going to see this through. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I was at the verge of bankruptcy or how many times I've been at the verge of like, this stuff happens, man. This is real life and it's real action, man. I absolutely love that. You reminded me of, um, because you said the DJ stuff and the party. I just watched a documentary last night, uh, Biz Marquee. Oh, oh shit is that dude, on netflix it, uh i don't know i got this thing called chill tv i don't know it's i watch it on it's like a i'm gonna look that network. up it is so good and you know what he did to become very successful is he was everywhere man like nobody wanted him like everybody would talk about rejection this guy got rejected when he was famous but then he ended up being like one of the biggest rappers and one of the biggest playboys got all the girls and all the stuff and uh, all he did was show up. And w- the one thing that everybody said about him in the movies, like when they were around biz, they like, he made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like I was the center of the world and, and he was always joking and fun and, and, you know, having a good time and, uh, and he showed up consistently. So I, just like you're saying in your story, man, just being like showing up, doing the things, making it happen. And, uh, if you can have a positive impact in the way and make some dollars, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> I love I love it man Uh, because I was a big hip-hop head too growing up like I was obsessed I was I I skateboarded I listened to hip-hop my entire life man and uh Biz was like he was before my time so I found him like years after and I was like same this guy is intense like his beatbox I didn't even know he's beatbox did you know that he was beatboxing and then or yeah he started beatboxing they did the rapping thing they did the singing thing and then the DJ end of his life like he was a dj for dj so he did all the celebrity event like yeah talk about amazing individual man he just never gave up he was just and yeah. even till like the day he died he was like yo come check me out at this <laughs> like he was promoting like promoter yeah he was promoting himself selling himself i think all those there's a ton of lessons to this still all right uh i don't want to keep you too much longer but i have some rapid fire let's uh, do it baby that i want to give you all right coffee or tea coffee Night Owl or Early Bird? Night Owl. Favorite book? Favorite book? Favorite um, book. Uh, 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 um, uh, the Don Miguel Ruiz joint. 
what's that um uh four agreements four agreements yeah uh the one app you can't live without notion Ooh, notion you're you're one of those guys hey <laughs> i mean my life is in note i just my my short-term memory is fried so like everything is in like notion like in, i i wish i yeah. wish i've literally used just notes on my phone and it's an absolute mess <laughs> so i should check it out i use that too oh do you yeah good um are you uh ios or android ios ios me too brother uh zoom or skype people still use skype i think so man <laughs> they're europeans they're still they're on whatsapp and skype man all the time i didn't think people still use skype but uh zoom zoom okay yeah. uh linkedin or x linkedin i already knew that uh podcasts or audiobooks that's hard. Um, I would say, Depends. I would say right now in the season of my life, audiobooks. Nice, man. Well, I just wanted to, uh, to thank you for coming on the show and let you know that I appreciate you. I know you have a lot of places you could be and dropping some wisdom on the people. Yeah, Vern, thank you very much for coming on. And I appreciate pleasure. you. Man. Zachary, it's a pleasure, man. And thank you for letting me bless your audience. Hopefully they took something a value from it. And if you guys did get value, please go implement. Don't just be one of those people that don't take action, take action and hit Zach up and tell him, you know, like what you did. So he knows that, you know, that you're Let's listening go. and you're, we're going to put action. all your links and everything in, in the show notes. So everyone will have okay. access to you. If, if you could leave on one final thought, what, what would you want the audience to kind of take away from our conversation today? Be a good person, man. Be kind. Damn. Yeah. I think we live in a, we live in a crazy world right now. I mean, we, I don't want, I don't usually go into deep and stuff like that, but I just felt like, uh, you know, the world needs more kindness and that's not a thing that I, I think that we'll ever run out of and say, ah, we don't need more kind, you know, like (laughs) just be a good person, like say, hold the door, say, thank you. Ask somebody how's their days going, right? Like the person you see in line, like smile at them, maybe give them a hug. I don't know. Whatever your form of doing that, like the world could use more of that today from where I stand. So, yeah. Beautiful, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. You got it, brother. Thank you. Did I deliver on my promises or did I deliver on my promises? That was a great episode. And if you're here right now, I just have one ask for you. I would like you to rate this uh, podcast um, and or... Uh, subscribe because the more we subscribe and the more that we get rated, the more people can see it and the better guests I can bring on this show just for you. And we have some amazing guests coming up. I'm not going to reveal it. You know, you're going to have to be patient, but I'm telling you a less a list guests are going to be on the show and I'm so excited to bring them to you. And I can't believe how far the show is growing. And, and I'm just glad you're here to be a part of it. Make sure you rate and subscribe. All right. I appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.